Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Fernando. I'm Randy. And if you're new here, this is a podcast dedicated to anybody who wants to listen about dealing with life stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so we've uh, both been super busy. Yeah. We've tried. To, I think we've rescheduled this one twice. Is that yeah. right? I think this is either twice or three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's been a busy, a busy month for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling Fernando earlier, I've been working 70 hour weeks. Like I've been waking up at five or so and then staying at the office until somewhere between nine and midnight every night even you, so today's sunday and even yesterday I, I went in the office at nine and worked until eight do you have people who you work with that work the same way um i my ceo works about that much but he's just not in the office as much as i am but as outside of that i probably work the most right now yeah has it ever has it ever been hard like having i mean let me answer this question first do other people know that you work this much yeah okay has it ever been hard with, do you have people who tell you not to work that much? And if so, is it hard having those conversations with them? No, people don't tell me not okay. to work that much, yep. which uh, I'm glad because I know there's a, I know our generation specifically has a really big problem with the idea of working a lot. Yep. And that's fair. Like I know I'm, I know that the amount of work that I do and the lack of sleep that I get is having, is going to have long-term deleterious effects on my body and health, but at the same time, this is, I, you know, I'm in my, I'm 27 now, and this is really, I'm, I'm, I don't have, I'm not married yet, and I don't have kids yet. This is the last chance I have to really, you know, <laughs> you know, sit, go full send on, yeah. like, my career and building my career to the place I want to be. Like, I was telling Fernando, I, I am committed to making partner at my firm in the next three to five years, and I'm going to spend whatever energy and resources I have to do to do that. Like I haven't, I haven't been, I've been sober. Like I haven't been drinking at all. Just like I'm focused. I'm, yeah. I'm in it. <laughs> I mean, you want to finish your 20 strong, right? Yeah. You said three to five years to become partner. That's, that's 30, right? Yeah. 30 to 32. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, I was also thinking about it because I don't want, I would rather live a shorter life knowing I achieved as much as I possibly could rather than a longer life poisoned by shame and regret for not pursuing my potential 100 percent. yeah yeah the reason i'm asking you the question is you know this morning i read the daily stoic um mm -hmm. it was 365 you know the daily thing yeah and it, there's a passage in there that talks about um well, let me just read it yeah yeah i know uh i know the stoics are very big on like you know personal health and yeah. taking time well not just no not just that like the reason i'm asking is you know I went through a phase where I was working similar hours mm -hmm. and everybody told me like, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. You got to slow down. Like guys, like I appreciate it. And I understand that maybe I am doing some harm to myself, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm rushing to something cause I want to get to a place where I want to go. Right. Um, but I, I don't know. It's almost like hypocritical in how I'm going to say this because from a stoic perspective, there's merit to say, don't work so hard. And yeah. there's merit to say like, fuck the haters. Yeah, right? yeah. And so like, that's kind of what I took away from this morning, uh, from this passage. It says that cucumber is bitter. So toss it away. There are thorns on the path. Then keep away. Enough said. Why ponder the existence of nuisance? Such thinking can make you a laughing stock to the true student of nature. Such just as a carpenter or cobbler who would laugh if you pointed out the sawdust and chips on the floor of their shops. Yet while those shoekeepers have dustbins and disposal, Nature has no need of them. Mm -hmm. So kind of the takeaway there that, that I got this morning was, you know, there's always going to be something in the way. There's yeah. always going to be people, you know, telling you can't do one thing or another. 
and they're going to be pointing out things that like, Hey, why don't you just fix this? Why don't you clean that? It's like, that's mm-hmm. part of, that's part of the grind. Yeah. And so to me, the lack of sleep sometimes is part of the grind. Yeah. It sucks. I know I'm not as productive as I could be, but that productivity is made up for in the amount is made up for and surpassed just by the amount of time I'm putting in. And yeah. it's, it's a compound effect too, because all of your successes compound on each other. So if you work harder to build more successes now, they can, those successes will compound further as you, you know, go into your thirties and forties. Yeah. Like, uh, my boss was telling me about a guy he knows in his super wealthy <laughs> entrepreneurs organization about a kid who at 17 decided he wasn't going to do any drugs or drink or even go on a date until he had $5 million in cash. And he didn't, and he went on a date at 25. So in eight years, he built this incredible uh, business and just crushed it. Now, there, that's a little extreme, and I don't think I'll be going right. like that hard. But it's a good example of if you put your focus in now, like there's, there's merit to it. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not naive, right, to the idea of what you're sacrificing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're, you're in a sprint towards something, and you're working towards something. But at the end of the day, as long as you're not, you know, ignorant to the idea of, hey, I, I may be sacrificing something in the future, mm-hmm. whether that be my health, whether that be time with my friends, whether that be whatever the case is, like, you you have to make sure that you're willing to make that sacrifice. Yeah. I think the problems come when people work 60, 70 hour weeks, and I'm not saying just you in general, right? I'm speaking in general now. And, you know, they're upset at the fact that... Um, their friendships are like falling apart mm-hmm. or their, you know, relationships or whatever the case is. Like that was the sacrifice that you have to pay in order yeah. to be able to go after something else. And I think this fairy tale that we talk about as far as like, you know, there's going to be perfect harmony in everything that we do. <laughs> like balance can be a thing, but the whole life, you know, work-life balance to me is a myth, right? Yeah. Um, granted, it depends on how you see it. Maybe you can kind of come up with your own you know, equation and it makes work sense for you. But to me, it's always going to be like, you're not going to completely find harmony and equilibrium in everything you do. There's going to be this titter-totter, you know, balance. And eventually, maybe at the end of life, you come to equilibrium, but there's always going to be a sprint over something. Yeah. The most successful people I know and look up to, uh, one of them being Rob Bailey, who first introduced this idea to me, uh, creator of Flag Nor Fail, and Jocko Willink. Yeah. There is no such thing as balance. You you work to pull up what's lagging behind, and to know what's lagging behind, you have to recognize where you are and where you want to be. Yeah. And uh, that that mentality is something I've had to really think about for probably ten years now. But it's something I finally understand, and I'm like, ah, shoot, they're right. All right, I got to get after this. Yeah. And that's okay for me. I'm okay with that. And it's not like, you know, I still take breaks throughout the day and I just do breathing and meditation. Like I probably spend an hour, hour and a half each day just doing breathing and meditation exercises. And I still work out and I watch my diet. Uh, those are all things. It all contributes to the larger goal. Yeah. I think the, the only thing I would add to that is, you know, even though you're going through this, this sprint right now in your life, it's important to have some type of team, some mm-hmm. type of accountability, some type of people you can fall back on. Cause you know, even though you're sprinting, every so often you're going to trip and get back up. Mm-hmm. But you want to be able to know that when you fall down, like someone can just throw you a Band-Aid as you're still running. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like you're one of those people that right. I like look to as one of my best friends and you and Travis, my roommate and a few others. And those are people that, if, you know, if I, if, they ever, if I ever got a call, I'd drop everything and run. Yeah. And those are the the relationships that 
are the most important to me and that I will always make time for, for yeah. sure. Uh, but there are a lot of ancillary relationships that I will participate in and contribute to as I am capable of, but that are not as important to me yeah. as like our friendship. I appreciate so, that. Likewise, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's like the, the, the message that I want to give to people is like, you know, we're sharing your story right now. Mm-hmm. And if people are listening, you know, you look at Jocko, like it's military base. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, you know, he is the captain of his own ship. He's doing his own life, doing his own thing. But at the end of the day, he's looking out for his brothers and his brothers are looking out for him. Yep. And so like, he's going after it. And same thing with Rob, like he has, Dana, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, they're a badass team together, but they also have a team of, like, a company. Mm-hmm. And so, like, all of them are, are mission-driven. Like, we're, we're going to build something together. Yeah. And, like, to me, like, that's super encouraging um, because because you have people looking out for your best interests. Yeah. And, like, hey, you know what? He's working that hard, but it's going to pay off in the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at his wife, right? Yeah. Um, she's a fucking competitor, a bodylifter. Yeah, like, one was, of the best in the, in the world. Yeah, she was Miss Olympia for a couple years. Oh, I uh, think she was, like, the first woman, right, to yeah. win, like, a certain class? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was women's physique. But, yeah, she was one of the first winners for yeah. a few years. And then now she just does it for fun, and uh, she helps Rob with the company. But I've met them in person, and like they're the coolest and they nicest. They seem like people. it, yeah. Like I, uh, I literally waited for like two hours in the rain to go chat with them, <laughs> and they like they treated me and everyone else they talked to like yeah. we were the only people in the room with them. Because it's sometimes like um, fame gets to people, mm-hmm. and like maybe they're not like a list celebrities, but I think in the world that exists, like they're top class. Yeah, and. Um, where am I going with this? Like they, they don't let that get to their head. Mm-hmm. Like they remember, like I'm only here because of these people. Yep. And like, those are the people that to me, because should be, be the influencers of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Not all this other superficial stuff of like bling, bling here and there. Yeah. They have their nice toys, but that's not what they're after. Yeah. Well, I remember like <laughs> when I was following Rob on, you know, I follow Rob and them forever on social media. He bought his first Porsche and yep. he was like crying because he's like, I don't feel like I deserve this. And like, I feel like I just spent so much money that was like, you know, a salary to somebody yeah. on a car. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's, that's wild. And then but he's so, busting his ass. I mean, yeah. When I talked to some, uh, my uh, coworker and I are picking up a client who's a, a surgeon and he spent 12 years just working through medical school. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, you all probably understand the idea of what it takes to really get to that level. And he's making, you know, I'm not going to say how much, but over half a million a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, I understand the concept of deferred gratification and I'm ready to get to a point, work a little harder now. You know, he's 39. He's ready to keep working so that he yeah. can uh, basically have a few money in his mid 40s and 50s. And yeah. it's like, wow. Like that's... I mean, you, you have to. Like this concept of delay gratification is a lot of our generation younger. And, and maybe it's the media. Maybe it's what we're consuming. But unfortunately, the people I interact with, mm-hmm. I don't see it. Which, mm-hmm. which makes me feel like the media, I mean, maybe it is, you know, exacerbating it. But when I interact with daily life, like anecdotally, like I still see that. Yeah. So it's like hard not to be cynical and say like, you know what? This generation is struggling mm-hmm. with delayed gratification. And it comes with a lot of different things, right? Yeah. I think the, the Instagram live of everybody wanting to show like their highlight reel yeah. is what forces people to like not want to have a delayed gratification, mm-hmm. whether that be a credit card, whether that be like sacrificing certain things for something just to be able to say like, oh, look at me. I have all these things. And then in the back end, they're going to pay for it. I was actually joking. Well, before I go off of this, you know, I was bringing up Dana because as a bodybuilder, like she's going to have to go through sprints, right? Mm-hmm. And, and get ready for competition. Yeah. And so having Rob there to like say, you know what, like 
I get it. Like you're gonna have to do your own thing. You're gonna do cardio, you have to do all these other things. Like she's going all in. And yeah. same thing to you. Like you're working your 70 hours, but as long as you have a team around you that's like, you know what, you you this is your your competition prep, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be three years, but for her, it's like a couple of sprints. Yeah. And that's like the message that I want people to understand. It's like hustle super hard, but if you're all by yourself, mm-hmm. like do it for yourself, but don't be by yourself. I yeah. hope that makes sense because yeah. and, and it's, it's lonely, man. Yeah. And, I, and I'll yeah, and I definitely encourage people to find people that understand it because you will if you look for them and they'll not only encourage you, but they'll support you along the yeah. way. And Travis, my roommate. Uh, we've talked, we talk about this all the time, but their life is sprints and plateaus. So, you know, there are going to be times when you are sprinting and working like that. And then there'll be times where it's like, Hey, I can, I can take my foot off the gas a little bit, yeah. but, uh, and that's when it's like, okay, I've, I've achieved what I've set out to achieve. Now let's slow down. Let's recalibrate, recharge, and then figure out what's the next obstacle to chase. Because one thing I've learned just through experience at this point is that, there is no such thing as utopia like that you will if you're not pursuing something your life will always be terrible yeah which is a hard kind of a hard pill to swallow sometimes or it was for me at least is like even if you have all the money in the world you'll never like no you won't unless you're doing something because you only develop meaning through life when you have when you because like you're always going to suffer there's always going to be suffering in life so you may as well find something worth suffering for. Well, you have to have a mission. Yeah. Like without a mission, like th- there is no life worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. And like without a mission, like there is no nothing to look forward to tomorrow. Like what wakes you up? Like this existing isn't enough. And so that's why I'm saying like from a lonely perspective, like you wake up and hustle and you're working towards something great. Like that is your mission. But at the end of that mission, there's going to, you're going to complete it. And you're going to want to look around and be like, let's enjoy this together. Yep. And then the next mission, because mm-hmm. there's never going to be like, okay, I'm done. It's going to be like, what's next? Yeah. And, and that's never going to go away regardless. I think the the beauty in life, at least I'm trying to find this, is where you're happy with today. Mm-hmm. You're happy with what you have. What you have is enough. Yeah. But you want to work towards a little bit more. Yeah. And then you get there and you're happy with what you have and it's enough and you work a little bit more. Because if you if you don't if you feel like you're gonna be content when you have this next toy or this mm-hmm. next thing, you're never gonna be happy. Yeah. Because there's always gonna be that next thing. Yeah, I always think of it as be always be grateful but never be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. There's 100%. always there's always something you can strive for, and maybe it is something superfluous or superficial, but hey, it's still something. You know, you know, find, uh, figure out what you want to do in the next five years, what you want the next five years of your like or where you want to be in five years and then decide what you have to do to get there. Well, we all, we all have different purpose in this world, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if we were all working towards the same thing, like none of us, like everybody would be unhappy because yeah. only one person gets to win. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we all have different experiences in life mm-hmm. and we all want different things. And so at the end of the day, there's a, there's a more opportunity for all of us to be happy Yeah, because we should theoretically be pursuing different things. Yeah. Maybe they're similar, but... Maybe you want a little bit more sprinkle of friendship or money than mm-hmm. I do. And I want a little bit more sprinkle than, than, with uh, family than, than you do. Yeah. And so, like, that's a different, uh, you know, um, end point or whatever the case is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I also had this thought yesterday when I was driving to the office. Um, I've been, for whatever reason, blessed by, you know, God's given me so many gifts and grace and more than I feel I deserve. And... 
now I understand, or at least for me, if I don't use those to the best of my ability, then I may as well just be spitting in his face. And I'm like, that's not okay. Like I, I have, I don't feel I deserve these gifts, but I need to make the most of them. Otherwise it's just like, you know, what, how, how rude would it be for someone to give you a nice gift and you just not care about it? Or yeah. it's like, that's how I look at my life now. It's like, man, I have so much to be grateful for. Why am I not, why am I not taking advantage of this? Like, there's so much opportunity. If I'm not utilizing it, I'm spitting back in the face of that gift. Yeah. So that's how I've been. That's where my attitude and mentality is at right now. You know, as you're sharing that, I'm thinking about um, David Goggins. Mm. You know, he talks about, you know, he's working. I don't know how he, I don't know what exact phrase he uses, but something along the lines of I'm working towards the list or I'm working towards my full potential. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the notion or the takeaway message is like he gets to heaven or whatever, you know, you think it is. And, uh, you know, they have this list and, you know, at the time he was this 300 and something pound man who was, you know, spraying for cockroaches. There's anything wrong with being, doing that. But like he was, he was all these like negative things, right? This like victim person. And on the other list, you know, he dies that way. And on the list, it says, you know, David Goggins, you died 300 pounds. You died a cockroach sprayer. You died all these different negative things, but you should have been a Navy SEAL. You should have been x whatever he should have been a, uh, a guinness world record all this other stuff yeah and so he works towards like busting that list and yeah. so i think his message is you know i want to die get to heaven and they're going to read me the list of what i should have been and they're going to tell him shit we had you all these things but we did not see this coming yeah and so all these extra things like he did mm-hmm. like that's what he's working towards yeah and similar to, to your you know message here is like you like you're given something and then you're like, you know, I don't, don't want to use it. How mm-hmm. ungrateful that is. Yeah. Well, and I, uh, I love that. And I think I may have heard that before, but I've, I've heard it framed a little differently too, is that, uh, the worst hell you can experience is for you to be shown who you were versus who you could have been. Yeah. It's like, Oof. that's the best way to, yeah. you know, shorten all that little story up. Yeah. yeah. And I always, and the interesting thing for me is the harder I work, the easier I sleep at night. A from the effort and B because like, all right, I know I gave it my all. And it's, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a quote from Ayn Rand. I love it. The greatness of exhaustion is its own relief. <laughs> I am sure a lot of people have had that, or maybe it's, uh, uh, maybe you just had a long day or a lot of things you had to take care of and you'd got it knocked off all your plate. And then you just sleep like a baby. I think that. When I think back about so what keeps me up at night, I think it's guilt. Mm. And and it's not like I, I'm guilty of like I did something wrong. It's like more of the, the guilt of I let myself down. Mm. Because, you know, I do get stressed out. I do think about money. I do think about family and people being sick and all the different things in the world. But those things stress me out. But because of the, you know, the stoic philosophy that we're trying to, you know, embody, it's like, life is life and we got to keep moving forward, right? Amor fati. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the perspective of guilt, like, I had control of the things that I should have done and I didn't do. Yep. And so I'll lay in bed be like, fuck, I should have, should have worked out today <laughs> or I shouldn't have eaten like shit or I should have done this. I should have done that. Like all that guilt is what kills me. Mm-hmm. So to your point, like, you know, when you go to bed, knowing that you did what was supposed to happen today, like what more peaceful rest do you need? Like I, I got what I needed to get done. Mm-hmm. And granted, maybe this is coming from a uh, first world you know, people, right? Maybe we don't have to see the same problems we see in other countries. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, like, we're blessed enough to be born in this country. We're blessed enough to be where we're at. Yeah. We might as well take advantage of it. And to your point, like, go after everything you can and then share it with as much people as you can. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast, right? Like, yeah. I mean, we won't take much of it. I mean, we won't have thousands and hundreds of thousands of of, of listeners, but you know, maybe the 10, 20, whatever 50 we have, less than 100 maybe, um, maybe they're going to take something away from that. And yeah. to me, that's more than enough. Yeah, and I look at that too in terms of uh, like my brokerage business is like every client I help with their business, like every time they grow and I help them find a new space, that is because they want to grow as a company, which means they're going to hire more people, which means more people get a job, which means they get to feed, more families get to be fed, more people get to grow their own careers. I'm like, that's inspiring enough. Like I have a client I've found it off-market building for him to buy that he didn't think I was going to find or that we were going to find and I found it anyway and he's like well I like he's surprised and he and he's like this is awesome like he's excited and he's nervous now yeah because uh, he had kind of resigned his fate and then mm. you know I turned around and I'm like cool now you get to grow you get to bring on more yeah. people you get to rent out extra parts of the building more income to help keep growing your business and all this and that and every client I help do that with is another opportunity to have more people get jobs and all this stuff and feed their family. Well, you're doing your part, right? Like all of, all of this, you know, crazy world. Mm -hmm. And whenever I talk to some people, sometimes like they, I see people get depressed and anxious when they don't know how they fit into this world. Mm -hmm. Like whether that be through social anxiety of not being able to make friends, whatever the case is. But I think to me, again, and granted, like it's, it's this stuff that I've let her other influencers and other like, you know, uh, subject matter experts talk about, but it, it just goes back to the mission. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what you're working for, if you don't know where you're working towards, like you don't know your purpose. Right. And so if you don't know your purpose, you don't know where you fit. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you want to be like being a janitor, like that's super important. Yeah. Right. Being a house cleaner, that's super important. Being a truck driver, that's super important. Maybe they're not as super glorious jobs that, you know, get you the Instagram, you know, followings that people are after. Like that is your purpose. Yeah. And, and if you can find fulfillment in knowing that, you know what, this is maybe not what I wanted, but this is the role I'm going to take and I'm going to find, um, happiness through it. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is a fulfilling life. Yeah. Or you're going to use that as a stepping stone for the next thing you want to achieve. Right. Like the founder of Gymshark was, you know, delivering pizzas while he founded Gymshark. Yeah. And like he's, you know, I think he spent like $5,000 on a, a printing, uh, or shirt printing machine. Yeah. And he was like, I was terrified of that expense because I was so much money. And then, you know, it takes off and there and you, billion look, dollar company. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's simple stuff like yeah. that. It's, it's being willing to be humble and work a crappy job or put in hours, extra hours and all that, that, that makes life meaningful. Yeah. But also I'll challenge you a little bit there, sure. like from a perspective of maybe, maybe wanting more but not always wanting to like, so I think of the truck driver, right? Say they want that to be their whole career. Mm -hmm. Like there's fulfillment in that. And yeah. maybe, that's, maybe you're saying the same thing that I'm trying to say. Yeah. If you're not happy, that's your own fault. Right. Okay. So if you're not happy, yeah. that's when you, you have to go do something about it. Right. But if you're happy, no yeah. one's telling you, you have to be more than that. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're SpongeBob and you love flipping burgers, buy like, all your thing, be yeah. the best damn burger flipper on the planet and yeah. I'll come buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about something else and then I came back to the whole uh, Robin Dana uh, topic. But yesterday I was joking with some friends. You know, we have a group of friends and then there's another group of friends. We're talking about someone who like just goes out to the club all the time. Yeah. And like they spend, you know, all this money on the shots, whatever the case is. 
and uh, they're just like racking up, you know, credit card debt, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, you know, you're gonna be. There's a whole different meaning to um, to reliving the idea of. Uh, remember that one time because you're still paying for every single month mm-hmm. for like the, however long that goes. Um, where was it? Why did I bring that back up? Um, I don't know. This shows the subject. If it comes back, it comes back. <laughs> okay. Um, what was I gonna say? Well, we can talk about the idea of spending all the money you earn too, because I, uh, I know of several like investment bankers and all that in New York that make, uh, make four hundred, five hundred grand a year, and they spend like three hundred, four hundred on glow, no. and it's like, <laughs> no bueno. <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> it's like that song. Uh, I can't remember who it's by. It's called Coke, and it's like. I do coke so I can work harder, so I can uh, earn more, so I can do more coke. <laughs> it's like, well, that's a terrible cycle. Let's yeah, not no, do no, that. No. That's not that's not a good life. Right, right. Well, okay. So I think I was trying to bring it back up because I was trying to find a parallel to how you spend your time because mm. we're only given so much time, right? Yeah. Uh, every single day, and there was a connection that I wanted to make as in regards to. Um, with spending money at the clubs. Well, just like, no, yeah, with the clubs, but more about you you paying for it later. Mm. And so, like, if you waste your time here, you know, you're going to pay for it later. Sometimes, something like that. It doesn't matter. I, wanna, I don't want to bore the people listening. Yeah. Um, well, I can jump off that point. If you uh, if you understand what the value of your time is, like, let's say you're, you're worth, uh, let's say, you, you like, you're worth 100 bucks an hour, which if you graduate college, you probably should be, or you should hopefully be worth that then calculate how much time you're wasting or how much you spend at the clubs. Cause it's not just like, Oh, I spent three hours at the clubs. It's no, I spent $300 of my time at the yep. clubs plus whatever bar tab I racked up. And then you compound that over how many times you do it or how many times you watch TV instead of doing something. And you better like be conscientious about, about that. I think Jordan Peterson talks about that. One of his, mm-hmm. one of his uh, lectures talks about, you know, if you're 18 years old, 20 years old and you're spending time, you know, your time should be around a hundred dollars an hour. Right. Yeah. And, uh, if it's not, well, if it's not, but you end up spending like 50 grand a year mm-hmm. just dicking around, yep. right? Like doing nothing. And so that concept, if you're 18, 20 years old, 50 grand compound that over to your forties, fifties, yep. that's millions of dollars that you're letting go of, of life. Yep. Um, because you're not, you know, investing it the right way. Mm-hmm. 